This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. This week's podcast is brought to you by BHP. Copper is a big deal in the energy transition because it's used to make electric vehicles, wind turbines and solar panels. When it comes to producing copper responsibly, it's happening now at BHP. Good morning, I'm Alice Dempster. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Wednesday the 16th of August. In your squiz today, a group of missing Aussies are found safe. Spain goes through to the World Cup final. Donald Trump gets charged again. And a big four-letter word. This is your squiz today. A group of four Aussies on a 30th birthday surfing trip in Indonesia have got quite the story to tell, Claire. The birthday boy, Elliot Foote, his partner, Steph Weiss, and their mates, Jordan Short and Will Teagle, went missing on Sunday night, but thankfully they've been found safe and well. It happened after a wooden speedboat they were travelling in off the coast of Aceh sank in bad weather. Yeah, they were travelling with three Indonesian crew members towards the Banyak Islands. They're off the coast of Aceh and it's a surfing destination for the adventurous. Uh, They were in the water for more than 36 hours yesterday. Uh, Reports say that as the boat sank, the group grabbed what they could to help them survive in the water. And very thankfully, three of them were found yesterday just bobbing around on their surfboards. Yeah, that's right. Yesterday morning, Weiss, Short and Teagle were found together and foot was found some hours later, about 20 nautical miles away near Palembang Island. He'd paddled off to get help. Yeah, and on top of that, there were some reception issues yesterday. Um, so those communication troubles meant that uh, getting information was pretty difficult. But Elliot's dad, Peter, kept reporters up to date here in Australia. Uh, there was a really nice video captured yesterday of Peter's reaction to the moment that he heard his son was alive. Um, Peter said that the group were probably thinner and waterlogged, but overall they were doing very well. You mentioned that video of Peter, Claire. There was also some other really nice ones filmed of the Aussie crew finding the group and also of Elliot talking about the moment that he was reunited with his mates. As for the Indonesian crew on board, the country's National Search and Rescue Agency said yesterday that two had been found safe, but the search continues today for the third. There was a frantic end to last night's Women's World Cup semi-final between Spain and Sweden. If you missed the game and you want to watch a replay today, you really only need to watch from about the 80-minute mark. Yeah, it was a pretty sort of long and hard-fought game until those last minutes, and that's when Spain uh, scored to break the nil-all deadlock. Then eight minutes later, Sweden scored, and then about 90 seconds later, before they ran out of time, uh, Spain scored scored again to take the game two to one. It was quite extraordinary. Um, so Spain goes through to that final on Sunday. And as for tonight's semi-final between the Matildas and England, uh, the reports this morning say that Sam Kerr uh, is looking pretty good, but she probably will start on the bench tonight. Yeah, the good news is she was looking ready to go at training yesterday as she continues to recover from her calf injury. Kerr was really important to our 2-0 win against the Lionesses back in April, but we've done it before without her, so fingers crossed for a good result tonight. 
And Claire, for some prep for tonight, we've got a fresh squeeze shortcuts on the Matildas, their history and how they got ready for this moment. It's in the Squiz Today show feed, so you can listen straight after this episode. The former US President Donald Trump is facing his fourth criminal indictment. This time, it's the state of Georgia going after him over his efforts to overturn his 2020 election loss there. Yeah, so just to wrangle the language again, an indictment, just to remind you, is just a formal bringing of charges. And as you say, this is the fourth set of criminal charges against Trump. Um, This is all linked to a taped phone call where Trump urged Georgia's Secretary of State to find the extra votes to erase his election loss. Uh, It's not just Trump facing charges this time. There are 18 of his allies, including uh, the former White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows and high-profile lawyer Rudy Giuliani. They're facing a total of 41 criminal charges of racketeering, which essentially is just another way of saying participating in organised crime. Um, They're all accused of operating a fraudulent scheme for advantage and it carries a prison term of up to 20 years. And what it also means is that Georgia prosecutors don't need to prove that Trump himself broke the law, just that he knowingly coordinated with others who did. As for Trump, he spoke up on his Truth social platform after the indictment. He condemned what he said were the latest rigged charges. And if you need a refresh on Trump's other criminal charges, we have Squiz Shortcuts episodes on his first, second and third indictments. I'll pop the link to them in the episode notes today. Aussie wine growers are doing it tough at the moment, Claire. Regional lender Rabobank reported yesterday that the industry is facing a glut of about 2.8 billion bottles of wine, and it's thanks to China's trade ban. China has been a huge market for Aussie wine, but there were tariffs that were implemented by China in 2020, and that saw the Aussie wine export value drop by 33%. So it's taken a big cut out of it. That ongoing going Aussie-China tensions that have really hit some of our exports. And combined with falling demand from other key markets and also a very good growing season, it means that Aussie warehouses are storing the equivalent of what they say is 860 Olympic swimming pools worth of wine. Mm, Just a few glasses then, Claire. Yeah. Winemakers say they're hopeful the tariff will be lifted after China scrapped its Aussie barley ban earlier this month. But Even if that happens, Rabobank says it could take years for the industry to recover. A quick message now from our podcast partner, BHP. Across the next couple of weeks, we'll be talking to Squizzers about BHP and the work they're doing to provide the materials that we need to transition to a low emission economy for the energy transition. At the start of the podcast, you heard how copper is used to make electric vehicles, wind turbines and solar panels. So when it comes to producing it, reducing emissions is a priority. And that's why BHP is making solar, wind and battery deals to help power their South Australian Olympic Dam Copper Mine. It's happening now at BHP. 
Telling a person you love them is considered a pretty major milestone in romantic relationships. And a new study out of Scotland has shed some new light on when it's most likely to happen. Yeah, so this study had 3,000 plus participants. They were from Australia, Brazil, uh, Colombia, France, Poland, the UK, some other places as well. Uh, And what they found is that in six of the seven countries, uh, men were more likely to confess their love first. And while the average man thought about saying the L word to their significant other 69 days into the relationship, for women it took 77 days. But when it comes to actually saying the words, not just thinking about them, men said, I love you, an average of 107 days into the relationship. That's also faster than the average woman by 15 days. A long time to leave the poor guys hanging. And that's us done for today. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please feel free to leave us a five-star review. Come on, the Matildas, and we'll be back again tomorrow. Hello, it's Bryce here from Squiz Kids. Kids and fiscal policy go together like peaches and cream, which is why we're excited to present a special Squiz Kids Q&A this week with Federal Treasurer Jim Chalmers. It's the podcast where the kids of Australia get to ask the questions. Tune in to Squiz Kids today to find out how the notorious B.I.G. has helped shape next week's budget, why the Treasurer considers himself more of a three-pointer than a slam dunker, and why his toenails will be painted with glitter nail polish next Tuesday when he stands in Parliament to hand down the budget. Plus, there's a cheeky question in there about his leadership ambition. All part of our mission to engage kids in the wider news agenda. Check it out in the Squiz Kids podcast feed or via squizkids.com.au.